Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, honest and joyful explorations of ideas to help us align with our true spiritual purpose and live our best lives. I am your host, Jacqueline Clare, Mermaid of the Airwaves, here to take your hand and go on some deep dives together. Today we have a super special podcast with a super special guest. Nabil Mogadam is a certified nutritional therapist and a detoxification specialist with a truly spiritual and empowering orientation. He's also a graduate of homeopathy from the Canadian College of Homeopathic Medicine in Toronto. He's passionate about awakening the awareness in practitioners and the public alike to natural health, homeopathy, detoxification, and how mineral imbalances affect both physical and mental health, helping people in general through evidence-based nutritional guidance. And in this podcast, we explore like crazy. He shares his wisdom and guidance about how to empower our own health and our own ability to heal and be resilient. And we also talk about moral courage and the state of the world and, you know, some of the forces that feel like they are against us, our our health or our productivity, whatever it may be, and how to See that and turn it around so that you actually feel more empowered and more enlivened. Nabil has a website that I encourage you to check out, and he's also offering discounts for his courses. So if you're inspired after this, be sure to email him through his website to get your discount. So readyforhealth.com. He also has a podcast of the same name and a Telegram channel. All right, ready for a deep dive? Well, Nabil, welcome to Spiritual Conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So, Nabil, you are a nutritional therapist and detox specialist, among many other amazing offerings and talents. Can you just share for someone who's like never heard of these? fields and what this means like what exactly you do well exactly what i do is uh, i help people heal and basically heal themselves and improve their health naturally wow so i use these natural therapies nutrition therapy and detox detoxification happen to be uh, from all my studies and all everything that i've utilized in my practice they happen to be the two most powerful uh, healing sciences which address the diseases of the age we live in which is really mainly toxicity and deficiencies so that's basically what i do in a nutshell wow i there's so many things i want to ask you today during this conversation but the first thing that comes to mind just hearing you it's a little bit of a tangent but like why are we suffering from toxicity and deficiencies like how do we get to this point when you know we feel like <laughs> we're so advanced and so much progress why are we in this environment that's causing these health problems that you now address well the um 
it was the uh, not the World Health Organization, but the I think it's called the World Environmental Group. I think they were called. They did a study a few years back. I think it was like 2017, where they tested the umbilical cord of babies uh, that were just born, uh, the blood in the umbilical cord, and they found over 200 cancer-causing chemicals in that blood, which the, the fetus is already exposed to wow. through the mother, through the mother. So um, I think most people already know that, yes, we live in the most toxic times ever. Some will say that it's ignorance and that it's coincidence that, um, and it's greed and carelessness and all that stuff. And some will say that it's part of the overall overarching worldwide depopulation program. But uh, that's up for your listeners to decide which, <laughs> which of the theories they believe in. But I think everybody can agree that, yes, we are being, uh, there is toxins and poisons in everything, mm -hmm. in your beauty products, in your cleaning products, in the food you eat, cancer-causing chemicals, gender-reversing chemicals, uh, fluoride, you know, neurotoxins in the water you drink. Um, and food, which used to be medicine, you know, the mm -hmm. fa father of medicine, Hippocrates said thousands of year years ago, let food be thy medicine and medicine thy food. Because food back in the old days, it had the energy from the sun straight from the tree full of nutrients, full of minerals and vitamins, which are the spark plugs of life. And they didn't have these toxic pesticides and fungicides and glyphosate and atrazine etc and so they were truly medicinal you could heal the old school doctor could heal his patients with food using different foods well now food has been turned into poison so not only is it not medicine we can't use it as medicine now it's poison <laughs> so you know bayer monsanto just paid out uh was it in 2000 and 2020 so that would have been no 2019 they paid out over 10 billion to settle cancer lawsuits because of um, their roundup their gmo foods causing cancer so they know you know their foods are causing cancer which they're they're pushing on third world countries to end hunger so they say but uh <laughs> but uh anyways so we know these foods are causing cancer. We know fluoride is, we have known fluoride is neurotoxic, uh, liver toxic, kidney toxic. But uh, yeah, it's everywhere, basically everywhere you turn to. And now weather modification and geoengineering as well, nanoparticulates in the air, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to yeah. keep going on. <laughs> wow. I wish that we were speaking like in a live platform where people could ask us questions because I'm so, I'm sure so many people have like perked up like, what? There's so much here and, and the depopulation, what? Um, wow. There's so much here. I want to, uh, I want to go back first to what you said about food as medicine and connecting that with what the Baha'i writings say about food and because I it's my understanding that there's similar things in there that in the future will heal with foods and waters of various temperatures and stuff like that and 
I guess if you could speak a little bit about the Baha'i perspective on health and food, and then also, I guess, how we can get back to that point where the food can be medicine and, and everything that, you know, God gave it to us for, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, that um, what you just paraphrased from the writings, that's a very, that's a very beautiful quote, which was just shared by a friend of mine. I was, I, I was doing an interview and they, they ended up sharing it. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. And it really um, adds up a lot of what the faith um, uh, teaches about uh, medicine and food as medicine. I think it was from Abdu'l-Baha. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, the writings are very clear that um, healing, true healing, uh, you know, in the, in the future, uh, th that quote, um, it, they state, um, I'm not sure who it was, if it was Abdu'l-Baha. I'm, I'm going to guess it was Abdu'l-Baha or the Bab, where they say science will be, become so advanced that uh, doctors will heal their patients with foods, essentially, mm -hmm. and not with drugs. And it's interesting because my response to that was we're already there. It's not something that we're going to achieve in the future, but we've, we're already there. We already have achieved it but that this science is being heavily suppressed by those in power. Whether you believe it's big pharma, whether it's you believe the eugenicists, whatever you believe, it's being suppressed. And we know this, anybody who's a natural healthcare practitioner, who's actually good at what they do, you're being persecuted, you're being suppressed, you're being shadow banned, you're being censored, etc. Because it is so effective, because it is so powerful, using food as medicine, for example, we are dealing with an epidemic of systemic acidosis, which is caused uh, for various reasons, because of gut toxicity induced by the establishment themselves, by the use of antibiotic, um, broad spectrum antibiotics. We're dealing with an epidemic of infections in the gut, which are producing biotoxins and mycotoxins, which increase the acidity. Then we're dealing with the, the modern day, Western, you know, civilized, diet which is high protein high carbs coffee cookies chocolates ice cream bread you know what i'm saying all these mm -hmm. acidic foods have you been going through my pantry <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um so and and many other things uh, modern day medicine is basically masking your symptoms with toxic pharmaceutical drugs how many pharmaceutical drugs are people taking which increase systemic acidosis over time and the list goes on and on so we're dealing with an epidemic of acidosis and with foods and water we can basically purify the body we can neutralize this uh, the acidity which is occurring within the body's inner ocean within the body's terrain which is what antoine bechamp taught which was the true theory of disease not the fraudulent Pasteurian model, <laughs> which, you know, those in power have been very effectively brainwashing multi-generational indoctrination, basically, with that disease model. Because with that disease model, you can be controlled. You can be controlled, manipulated, fear-mongered, and many different so-called treatments can be pushed on you, and you have no idea 
because the terrain theory of disease puts you in control. You're in control. The choices you make, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you think, mm. basically affects your physiology and your terrain, mm -hmm. your inner ocean. And in the same manner, now you have the same power to undo that and reclaim mm. your health, never get sick, never fear illnesses, and flying diseases all over the place where you need to, you know, <laughs> when you sit down at the restaurant, now you can take off your mask because it'll fly mm -hmm. uh, on top of your head. And if you have a quarantine curfew like we do, uh, apparently this uh, flying disease uh, comes out after 5 p.m. <laughs> anyways, anyways, mm -hmm. so on and on. But uh, yeah, so the, the teachings of the faith, it's, we're so lucky that we have so many teachings uh, from the Baha'i faith in what regards to not only medicine, but on natural hygiene, how to live in harmony with the laws of nature in order to preserve one's health. And this is something that's not taught in any school, in any natural health school, any doctor, they, could, they couldn't even dream of, of these teachings. Because I've studied health, not only in different schools and different courses and different diplomas, but also just researching, diving deep for the past 15 years. Never have I come across recommendations that have been made, uh, such as the kind that Baha'u'llah has made in the Tablet of Medicine, which to the, you could say, to the noob or the untrained eye, the untrained person, seems like a collection of insignificant recommendations, mm -hmm. like chew your food properly or don't drink with your meals, or you know what I'm saying? Or um, what's the other one? The other one is a little in the morning is as a light to the body, or don't drink when you're going to bed. They seem like insignificant things, but if you dive deep, if you study the circadian cycles, if you understand how acidity accumulates in the body, in the inner ocean, how your terrain becomes compromised if you don't obey these rules of nature. For example, just to share a quick little example with your listeners, mm -hmm. this is so powerful. One of the recommendations by Baha'u'llah is to eat a light breakfast, which is contrary to what everything everybody tells you nowadays, the modern day medical establishment, the modern day dietitians and nutritionists, they say the, you know, uh, the breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You need to eat well. You need to eat your sausage, pancake, hash brown, <laughs> muffin, coffee, uh, what else, bacon, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the most important meal of the day. Well, from what I understand, from what Baha'u'llah says is the reason why he talks about breakfast and even mentions it is yes, because it is the most important meal of the day, but not because you need to eat so much, because you need to eat rather little bits. A little in the morning is as a light to the body. And through my research, I, I, I found that when I studied the circadian cycles, the natural circadian cycles, we as humans have three throughout the span of 24 hours. First one, you could say, is from noon till eight, which is a cycle of appropriation or digestion. You're eating foods from one to eight. The heat of the sun, the digestive fire is very strong, according to tr traditional Chinese medicine. Then from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., your body's assimilating those nutrients. So you don't want to be eating, you know, after sunset, 
generally. Mm-hmm. And then from 4 a.m. till noon, your body is in the purification cycle or the detoxification, uh, detoxification circadian cycle. And so if you were to eat a huge breakfast in the morning, you're going to be the body's, all the body's energy and focus is going to be now directed towards digestion and dealing with the burden of that massive meal that you just had instead of tapping into the detoxification cycle because these two processes, digestion and detoxification, can't happen simultaneously. They, they can't take the forefront both together. Mm-hmm. And so by eating something little, a little thing like Bahala says, in the morning, you're going to activate your metabolism because you were sleeping all night in a state of fast. You wake up, you eat that little bit, which activates your metabolism and the detoxification cycle and allows your body to detoxify and purify on a daily basis, tapping into the purification cycle, maintaining your purity and your body's alkalinity. And what most people are not doing that, they become more and more and more toxic with every passing day. So just to share with your listeners, just a little glimpse as to how each recommendation, you can dive deep and unravel powerful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, explanations, um, which nobody will teach you. It's so sad. It's so sad when I, when I look at it, you know, how d- deep you have to dig to unravel truths which have been so effectively suppressed by those in power. You know, everything... Everything that is true, they have obliterated it. You know, the history of your nation, gone. They taught you lies. The history about health, you will never learn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And health and healing, the true theory of health. Most people don't even know who Antoine Bouchamp is. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Tell it. Can you educate us, like, just quickly? Who is Antoine? Sure. Well, Antoine Bouchamp was a contemporary of Louis Pasteur. And Antoine Bouchamp said that the terrain of your body is everything. The pathogen is nothing. Mm. But uh, Louis Pasteur said, no, the bacteria, the pathogen is everything. Your terrain means nothing. And what happened was that was right right around the time when Rockefeller and uh, Carnegie basically with the Flexner brothers bullied and dominated all medical systems and monopolized all medicinal systems. And so they basically uh, shut down Antoine Bouchamp, shut him down because the terrain theory of disease empowers people. It empowers people. It's, it's the complete opposite of, of what we've been brainwashed to believe, which is, you catch cancer, you catch diabetes, you catch a cold, you catch, what else? You catch COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you're, cre- you're creating these. And in the same manner, you're not going to be, their, their response is you catch something and okay, because you catch it, you, you never had a role in creating it right? You just caught it. And so we're going to help you because you had nothing to do with it as the patient. Mm -hmm. You just caught it somehow. We don't know. We don't know why. The answer is we don't know why, but here's a treatment. We don't know why here's a drug. We don't know why here's chemo. We don't know why here's surgery. Mm -hmm. So 
according to them, you played no role. And so now they give themselves the right to push things on you. So, you know, we're, we're the answer. Healing comes from outside of you. And it's very disempowering. And so, therefore, everybody consents to this. Everybody consents to the, um, you know, modern-day medical doctor in the white jacket telling them what to do. But if they were educated otherwise, that that's all fake, that the terrain theory of disease is everything, and that at every moment, every choice you make, you are creating disease, you are creating that flu, you are creating that headache, you are creating whatever, that cancer, then you too have the same power to undo everything with the choices you make. Now, it's not all our fault, because again, we're being poisoned from every direction. So knowledge and awareness of all these assaults on human health is also quite important. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that you are, not only are you speaking from the perspective of a professional in this field and all the people you've worked with, but this was also your journey, right? I mean, you, you found, you, you started out on this because of like personal reasons and, and then seeing your own, the transformation of your own health, right? Oh, 100%, 100%. I was probably one of the sickest ch children or teens that I ever knew. Actually, I, I didn't know because I thought that, I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal to be sick. I didn't have any reference as to what healthy was. And I think a lot of young people growing up nowadays, that's how they feel. It's like they've always been sick straight out of the womb. And <laughs> that's a very effective way of... Yeah, of, of keeping you sick when you don't even have a frame of reference as to what healthy is. So you're like, oh, it's normal to be sick. It's normal to have headaches every day. It's normal to have arthritis every morning or puffy eyes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I had a myriad symptoms growing up. And that's really what led me on my health journey. Um, and this would have been what, like 20, uh, 15 to 20 years ago, I started reading my first book, watching the first documentaries and the rest is history. But long story short, you know, I had like 20, 25, 30 different symptoms, which no doctor could, could uh, cure to get to the root of. They were just giving me drugs and antibiotics, which is making me worse. I had many reactions to them and it just didn't seem right that they could never answer my questions they could never get at the root of anything. They're just making myself sicker, my family sicker. And that resentment just kept growing and growing, you know, over time. I was like, this isn't right. This can't be right. Is this medicine? How is this medicine? <laughs> like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And of course, coming from an Iranian family, or if you come from, if you come from an, let's say, Indian family, if you have some grandmothers who used to do Ayurveda for if you're coming from a Chinese traditional um, family, then you have some of that in your family, then you have a little bit of a reference of what real medicine is. And you hear all these stories and from your mom and whatnot, and how, you know, they use different herbs and different foods and whatnot. And you're like, that's medicine. Why is this doctor not even listening to me? Spending five minutes with me gives me a drug. I have a massive reaction to the drug. And, and the doctors is not held liable, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff. And so over time, my passion for 
real medicine, basically natural medicine, just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. Up until 2011, that's when I took, that's when I actually went to school, um, to homeopathic school in Toronto. But yeah, so long story short, now completely free of symptoms, 100% free of symptoms. I feel better than I've ever done in my life. And in fact, I, I would argue and say that I'm, I'm feeling even better every, with every passing day. <laughs> I, get, I feel better. It's amazing. That Mental is function. awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's, what I want to, that's what I want to share with people. It's all education because that's what transformed my life is becoming conscious of all of the assaults on human health and of all of the ways in which you are being poisoned, which most people have no clue, mm-hmm. and how to undo them and how to basically live, yeah, live a disease-free life, disease-free life. And you never have to fear cancer, the, the, the scam of cancer. But yeah, you don't have to fear anything anymore. You don't have to, yeah, bow down <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the modern-day medical priest. There we go. I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, totally. They wear the white robes and everything, like you said, totally. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening, and I've definitely had experiences where, you know, I kind of went to a doctor seeking wisdom, and then, it, you know, if it was like, if I was really honest, it's like, you know, that individual did not really represent, you know, health to me you know like they don't really seem that healthy and then i'm prescribed something that i know will cause other problems like you know whereas i had been hoping they'd tell me like you know which vitamin i needed more of or something you know mm-hmm. um yeah so a couple of questions are coming to me like for the ordinary person who you know works a lot and has family and is very busy and not, you know, doesn't really relish the idea of going down some research rabbit hole about all of the toxicity in our environment. But what you're saying resonates as true, or at least very much worth looking into to make changes so that they can feel better and raise children to have healthy bodies and healthy habits. What what are some of the, you know, next steps, getting your feet wet, just getting on the right path that you would recommend? Sure. So, you know, um, you know, I've, I've been studying health for over 15 years and I even went to school for homeopathy, for nutrition therapy, detoxification, and most of the stuff that actually makes a huge difference on one's health in 2020, 2021, and the the age we live in, believe it or not, we, we actually weren't taught in school, even in natural health schools, they don't teach. And that's what shocked me. And I, tr- I truly believe that if they were to teach us, then they would be shut down just in the same manner, because the doctors who use um, what, I, what I know now, which is really how to purify the body, they all end up dead or are extradited or de- de-licensed, threatened, thrown into jail, etc. Their clinics are raided, etc., and it's, and that's why, um, that's why, it's it's something that you can't even research. It's been so, I mean, 15 years ago, you could find something before Google and YouTube were taken over, and they created these algorithms and they blacklisted these um, 
keywords and natural cures and, and all that kind of stuff. So the average person will, will never be able to find most of the natural cures that we were, we were able to research online like 10, 15 years ago. That's almost impossible nowadays because of the gatekeeping of information which is taking place. But um, yeah, so it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's very overwhelming. I'll tell you that. The amount of things that a person has to learn on how to protect their health. When you think about your grandparents, they didn't need to know anything about health and they ate everything they wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, they ate wheat, they ate meat, they drank milk, they ate everything and they, they didn't have to do any specific diet and they lived very long lives maintaining, you know, all their faculties for the most part, all the way to the end of their life. That's, that's how life should be. And it's really because, again, they weren't being poisoned from every direction. That's it, plain and simple. And, um, but yeah, so my, my greatest suggestion, and I don't say this to self-promote, believe me, I don't, but I created a course for this very same reason, which is to bring all of this together in one crash course so that the average person doesn't have to spend a lifetime searching for the truth or trying to search for the truth spend tens of thousands of dollars on different practitioners. I just got an email today of a lady saying she spent $40,000 on natural healthcare practitioners um, and still, still no answer wow. to her problems. So just to really expedite the journey, the return to health, to help people return to health, save them money and save them years of their life. Um, and that's really it. Bring it all together to help people. I mean, because there's so much, there's so much to know. So many assaults. Where, where can I start? What can I say? Maybe one thing I can say is, hey, detoxify your gut. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that happens to be a big part of the equation for many people. So many people are dealing with gut dysbiosis, toxic guts, mainly because of the use of broad spectrum antibiotic, which induces fungal infections. It's one of the biggest cover-ups of all time. The modern day doctors have not been trained to recognize it, this epidemic of fungal infections. They haven't been trained to test for it. They haven't been trained to treat it. And in fact, they've been trained to call it quackery and, and conspiracy theory. What is candida infection? Oh, only immunocompromised. They're, they're taught, they're taught that only severely immunocompromised people have candida infections. When in reality, that's a big, big fat lie. Everybody most people are dealing with candida infections, not only in the gut, but systemically because of broad spectrum antibiotic treatment. So anyway, so yeah, so that's maybe one thing I can say straight off the bat is consider detoxifying your gut of parasites, of candida and pathogenic bacteria. Wow. So, well, first off, I would just like to remind listeners, I said this in the intro, but your website is so ready for health.com. Mm -hmm. And you have a tab there for course and you have the health recovery crash course, which does sound like a great service. And you know, you who've done all this research and put all this together, it really does expedite people's time to be able to just dive in and take the course rather than, you know, starting from scratch, especially like you've said with the, just the challenges now to even do the research to find the answers mm -hmm. like you've put it all together so that would be a very 
wise investment. Mm -hmm. And you also have um, little samples of the course and stuff too, preview, so people can get a little feel and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've checked them out. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yes, thought the, I don't want to get on a totally different topic, but I thought the vitamin C one was really interesting because it's like just so simple. <laughs> Yeah, it really it really opens uh, people's eyes to what the industry is all about. And the doctors and the nurses are not in the know. They don't know what the overarching agenda is and how, um, excuse me, how they've been really indoctrinated and brainwashed throughout those 10, you know, 10 plus years to believe that what they've been trained to do has anything to do with medicine and healing. And it, in reality, has nothing, nothing to do with healing and um, healing and, and curing people. It has everything to do with, as most people know by now, hopefully, 2021, wake up. <laughs> it has everything to do with masking your symptoms using toxic pharmaceutical drugs, which produce new diseases, far worse than the ones you came in for. Mm. They never get at the root cause of anything, and they call themselves scientific their method scientific, everything else is quackery un unscientific. Right. And we're talking healing sciences, which have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years, homeopathy, nutrition therapy, herbal medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, humoral medicine. I mean, Ayurvedic. I mean, the list goes on and on. Frequency therapy, microcurrent therapy. These have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And then this new kid on the block, this new bully, which was created just just a hundred years ago really mm -hmm. people i have some people most people call it traditional medicine you know they say nabil sorry we tried to convince my daughter who's who got cancer but my husband said no we're going to decide to go with traditional medicine um, and i'm like what mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not traditional medicine what are you talking about mm -hmm. Anyways, we've been so, so brainwashed. It's basically what I'm trying to say is the industry has been designed to make people sicker, to, to make people sick, keep them sick, and in fact, depopulate them, reduce your lifespan. It's part of the overarching population control program, which most people are not ready to hear or digest. They can't digest that. But when you look at that video, the reason why I brought it up is because you mentioned that video of the vitamin C in the hospitals, mm -hmm. because the number one killer in hospitals is death by sepsis all over the world. You can research this on, on Google. Go check it out. What's the number one killer in hospitals? Death by sepsis. What's the cure for sepsis? High dose vitamin C, which is banned in all hospitals worldwide. Okay. When you see things like this, when you see 50 to 100 different things like this in the system, where millions of people are dying needlessly and they could do something about it and it has nothing to do with money, then you're like, oh, shoot. You know, this, is, this, is, this goes beyond money, basically. Case in point, the cancer scam. That's why I say cancer scam, but I'm not going to get into it right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we need like a five-part interview here. Um, yeah, yeah, anytime. <laughs> yeah, so many questions here. I guess the first one is that, you know, so many people get into nursing and 
healthcare and, you know, being a doctor, whatever, because they do want to engage in a profession that helps. Like they do have, I believe all work is service, but like those fields very directly hands-on immediately palpable sense of service. Um, so I'm sure it's like people are listening, thinking how could these like really service oriented, good hearted people who are, you know, sort of the, the, the work ants, you know, like they're there serving the hospitals and the clinics and stuff on the ground. How could they not know what you're talking about or be part of that system? Or, you know, what is your, what are your thoughts on that question? I'm not sure I understood the question. Um, oh, well, I just, I mean, people get into nursing and stuff often for very like humanitarian reasons. Okay. And that, that like that sepsis video, you know, the nurses were, you know, they were the ones who got the chance to actually try the vitamin C and see the results with the patients. But the fact that this is not usually something that is even allowed, which is what you're saying is like this red flag, like why is vitamin mm -hmm. C this very simple way to help prevent this number one cause of death? Like how are these very good hearted people who are doing oh, le okay, legwork, okay. like, but right. you're talking about like this big sort of invisible, like, system with like sure, an agenda sure. like connect the dots here of the good people who are there doing the work and then this sure, like sure. big big brother thing you're talking about sure there's uh there's three factors here at play there may be more but these are just three that pop to my mind right now one is when you've been indoctrinated for 10 years you become blind obviously obviously you become blind i mean you see the world and in your profession and health and disease in, in a completely different way, upside down, essentially. So that's number one. We cannot uh, deny the power of indoctrination. Number two is the, um, number two is how busy they keep them. Mm. So uh, if you know any doctor, they, can, they, ha they have to see pa patients back to back, five minutes, not even like hurry up, right? There's so, so, so many doctors have been rude to me back in the old days, just because I was walking slowly in the aisle as, as I was approaching the, their, their room. They're like, hurry up, hurry up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the heck, man? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> like they're so, they're so pressed for time. They have to see so many patients. They have to prescribe so many drugs. They have quotas, all that kind of stuff to the point where they have no time to research beyond what they have been indoctrinated with for the rest of their life, that's it. You're an order follower. That's what you've been trained to do is be a good order follower. If you don't or, uh, follow your orders, if you step outside of that box, you lose your license. And that brings me to the third point, which is for those who do become aware, oh my God, you know, eventually they, they start thinking out of the box. They witness cures that their family and friends talk about um, outside of, what they uh, have been trained, you know, the, over time of five, 10 years of practicing, they start realizing, Oh my God, I, why haven't I been trained in these things? You know, why, why don't know why I don't know any of the answers. They start watching videos of maybe natural healthcare practitioners who know and talk about the root causes and talk about health and healing and, and how the body actually works, et cetera. What symptoms really mean. Um, 
And then they realize, oh my God, oh my God, but now they're stuck in a hole. They're stuck in a corner. What's that corner? Hey, you spent 10, 15 years of your life. You invested in your education, probably have a loan. You're living the luscious life. You have a huge house, luxury cars. You have a whole family that depends on you. Are you, are you really going to, what are you going to do? What are you going to, what are you going to do at this point? And so that's how they, that's another way how they maintain the obedience of these order followers is by paying them handsomely. That's another thing. You'll notice that those who serve the establishment, the agenda of the establishment, which most of the time happens to be corrupt, they, what they do is they pay them very well so that it becomes very difficult for that person to stop following orders. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that. I'm not going to name the professions. I think your listeners are intelligent enough to see what are the professions that serve the establishment. Indeed, yes, they are paid very handsomely because the higher the, higher the reward, the less likely that person is going to, that person's integrity or morality, if they have any, is going to make that sacrifice to basically quit their job or go do something else, right? Mm-hmm. Because look, if they, were being, if they weren't being paid so well, it, mo- most doctors would have quit by now. They would have quit. They'd be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to keep poisoning my fellow human beings to death. You know, I want to have answers. What, what the heck have I studied? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so they'd go do something else. But you rarely see doctors change professions. I myself have changed professions. Uh, I haven't changed professions, but two, three times by now. You know, but if, if I was being paid very well, my first profession was music production, by the way. Was making some some people know maybe some of, some of your mm-hmm. listeners may know that um, um, I 2011 started producing music as part of the uh, Nabil and Kareem duo and yeah we had fun but it didn't pay the bills there you go didn't pay the bills and eventually I went into natural health and it was doing so good my business was blowing up was going viral and then what happens they start censoring me they destroyed my business and now i'm going to keep doing health i love health but now i'm doing trading so that's that, that's just to show you that how you can keep changing professions if you're not getting paid if somebody or if somebody's destroying your business mm-hmm. but if you're being paid very handsomely you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you you're going to stay put essentially. And most people, unfortunately, don't have the integrity, um, enough integrity to do the right thing, uh, which requires huge sacrifice. Well, I understand. I understand. You know, they're in a tough position. But those are the main three reasons why I believe doctors and nurses can't see what's going on. But I'll tell you this, from my experience, nurses know what's going on. Nurses are much more aware of what's going on. In fact, um, I have, I mean, I've had a handful of doctors come to me for help, but I've had much more or many more nurses come to me for help. So, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for answering that. That makes a lot of sense. And, and it also makes sense, you know, if you have more to lose, it's a lot harder to, you know, maybe face certain things. And I think about the story of Thomas Breakwell, which 
some of our listeners may know. And he, uh, this was in the like early 19 teens or so. And he fell in love with the Baha'i faith and with the teachings and with the son of Baha'u'llah, the, the master, Abdu'l-Baha. And he told Abdu'l-Baha, you know, I, I, I've got to tell you, I, I have a really great job in the States, um, but they use child labor. And mm-hmm. I don't feel good about that. And, you know, and Abdu'l-Baha said, you must quit. You must quit your job. And, you know, from a, a modern sort of post- you know, the secret Oprah, whatever point of view. It's like, we want the story to be like, and then he quit his job. And the next day he was offered a better job and Mm -hmm. he had an amazing career, whatever. And no, he died a pauper. He literally, you know, was Mm -hmm. thrown in a pauper's grave. And oh my gosh, I'm, I'm getting chills right now. It's like, hopefully you will get that better job or whatever, but life is about the moral and spiritual choices that we make. Mm -hmm. And his pauper's death is infinitely more glorious than, than suppressing your moral instinct to live a Mm -hmm. comfortable life, whatever those, those challenges might be. Yeah. And this is why, you know, when, when you bring this up, um, this is why I believe that the solution, I mean, Baha'is believe that the solution for all the problems in the world, every single one of them finds its roots in the lack of a proper spiritual education. Because if human beings, if little children are educated, um, you know, and taught the divine virtues, you know, they, they grow up to become uh, you know, adults with integrity, with values, with moral values, who have uh, developed their spiritual qualities, trustworthiness, honesty, compassion towards their fellow human beings. And that strong connection, the primordial connection with their, their, the true lover, the beloved of all hearts, the purpose of physical reality is to know him and to worship him. Why would I ever compromise anything to displease him, you know, to poison my fellow human beings. Hopefully nobody will find out. And just as long as I get paid and I can pay my bills and live a good life. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at it, I'm not just, I'm not just picking on doctors. <laughs> um, we're talking about every, every institution and people. We're seeing every institution right now has been hijacked and corrupted, either by intimidation or by the power of money. But I'll tell you this, if we had people with integrity, people who were spiritually educated, they would never, they would never, they would be, they would never be vulnerable to becoming corrupted. Let's just put it that way. They would never be vulnerable to becoming corrupted. You could give me, if I was sitting on a board of some sorts agency, they're saying, hey, let us pass this product, which will intentionally poison the masses or sterilize the masses, and we'll give you a million I would say, hell no. Right. Hell no. Why? Because I answered to my Lord, not to you. And I could care less for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept this material contribution, a, a beauty that must die for that eternal, everlasting beauty. Never. <laughs> Get this out of here. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we're lacking is, is virtue and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And that's why Baha'u'llah says that 
the crisis afflicting mankind is essentially spiritual. It's not political. It's not environmental. It's not financial. It's not racial. It's not healthcare, COVID, you know, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's none of that. It's spiritual. And this is why the Baha'is worldwide are focusing their efforts voluntarily. We're not getting paid in every neighborhood. So for those of you listeners, for those of your listeners who are interested, you can join us. Join us in educate, educating children and instilling these divine virtues in them. So when they become older, they will not be vulnerable to becoming corrupted. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, that would be a perfect place to end, but I still have two birding questions. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give them both to you and they're different, uh, but just so you'll know where I'm going. Okay. So the first question is for anyone who's like, feels like what you're saying is very fresh and new to them. They're like, what? He sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but like, I'm, I, my mind is blown. Um, like, you know, when you mentioned being shadow banned, you know, your YouTube and, and censorship and depopulation, like who is the they, who is the they who are doing this or who have this plan or whatever. So, so that's the first question, just like briefly for the person who just doesn't, has never even heard of these things, but you sound credible. So like, what's that? And then the second question, just so you know where we're going, is for people who have just done the Baha'i fast, they're feeling like momentum and cleansed and stuff, like um, what they can do to like ride this physical and spiritual wave to maybe clean out their gut or, you know, whatever. Obviously they're going to take your course, but like, you know, sort of just a nice little health tip for, for people who are completing their fast. So first one, who, can you talk about the they <laughs> briefly? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, many, many times I've been cautioned by the agencies very lovingly, very lovingly um, to not talk about the they. Okay. Uh, for many reasons. So maybe I'm not going to do that. But what I can say, so I'm not going to mention specific names. I'm sure your listeners are aware of them. They, they're all over the place nowadays. Um, articles about them, how they're doing this and doing that and buying up all the land and buying up all of this and then telling you what to do. And then they're hypocrites. You, you, you catch them doing the complete opposite all the time. Um, Got it. Got it. You know, members of the Eugenics Association, International Banking Cartel, the elite group, essentially. That's what we can call them. The ruling class, the elite group, the World Economic Forum, the billionaire club. We can, we can call them as a group. But uh, so, yeah, there are a lot of people who are very naive. I used to be naive. You know, I, used to, I grew up in a Baha'i bubble. You know, oh, the world is a beautiful place. You can trust everybody. And then all of a sudden, at the age of, what, 2021, 20, I watched a couple documentaries and I became depressed. So I was like, holy, holy. Holy Mike. I was like, holy Mike, is this the world we live in? I, I got depressed for like two weeks. And then, but at the same time, a fire uh, was lit inside me. I was like, okay, well, if the world is so messed up and corrupt. I want to make it a better place. I just, I, I found a new mission, a new drive. Uh -huh. But I think most people, they've led a life in a bubble. Like, oh, they just imagine that they're being ruled by good people. You know, good people. Well, my question to them is, 
who are these good people that you talk about? Do you know their name? Do you know their character? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you know what? I could list hundreds of corrupt people who rule over you, but I'm not going to. And I'm sure many people can. Um, who, who are some of the most, excuse me, like the most uh, narcissistic and, and disgusting human beings on the face of the planet. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, the, the second, <laughs> let's go to the second question. Well, and just to, I think you've given yeah. people something, like you kind of help them understand and if they want to do research and form their own opinions, I think you've given enough that it doesn't just sound like we're talking about, you know, Casper the ghost or something. Like, you know, there's like, it's a little bit more concrete what, you know, could be going mm -hmm. on here and people can make their own decisions. But thank you for that. And yes, sure. the second question, which is totally different, which is, yeah, how can we uh, ride the momentum of the fast to live... A healthier life physically and spiritually well right now we are on what day 18 or 17 of the fast mm -hmm. it will be after Nauru, so when they Seven. get on the 23rd oh, okay okay so what can they do now yeah well ideally what i recommend is to detoxify before the fast oh. um, detoxify the gut before the fast because it's going to make the fast much easier when you're less mm -hmm. toxic doing the fast becomes much easier, less headaches, less fatigue, more energy, all that stuff. But also after doing the fast, that's also a good time to do the gut detox because you're heading into the new year. What better time mm -hmm. than to purify your gut and, you know, head into the new year with a healthier you essentially. So yeah, gut detoxification honestly is the, the first step you know, first essential step I recommend to any, any of my patients who are dealing with chronic disease, because you can do however much nutrition therapy you want, however much Ayurveda, chiropractic, er herbal medicine, you name it, frequency therapy, buy yourself a Rife machine, do acupuncture, do whatever. None of that's going to help you if your gut is full of fungus, parasites, and pathogenic bacteria, which are producing mycotoxins some of the most cancer-causing chemicals known to men. Mm -hmm. And you got 25 feet of intestines, 25 feet of intestines full of infection. Wow. Well, just yeah. so people like, like have a sense of like what journey they're taking if they wanted to do that, like what does that start to involve if you're detoxing your gut? Yeah, so the, um, a real gut detoxification um, is what I teach because there's so much – I'm sure that some people have dabbled in gut detoxification here and there. They've maybe bought a couple capsules. There's a lot, many different supplements which are popular on the market. They claim, you know, you take a couple capsules and it, you know, cleans out your gut. Um, and they do, you know, to a certain degree, but none of them do what you would experience if you truly do a real gut detox. And what that entails in my course, I teach, it incorporates four different protocols. One protocol is to remove mucoid plaque, which none of these supplements will ever uh, remove. Uh. And mucoid plaque is basically, uh, you can go check it out, the samples on, on my website. But mucoid plaque is basically a layer of mucus, uh, which coats your intestines, which over time becomes more uh, stagnant and more toxic and more thick. And on the one hand, it's a, 
It's an intelligent response by your gut to protect itself from all the glyphosate, all the antibiotics in your food, all of the you know, chlorine, all of the toxic additives in foods to protect itself. It produces mucus to capture these toxins and pull it out of the body. But over time, because everything we eat is so toxic, it just so much mucus, stagnation, and then causes malabsorption, which is what we see mm-hmm. when we test, when we do the mineral test, the hair mineral test. So what, one of the detoxes we do is the mucoid plaque rem- removal, and that's a seven-day detox. Wow. So seven days of no food, but you just take the shakes, five shakes a day, which you make at home, and five drinks, and a couple vitamins and minerals and wheatgrass so that you don't become malnourished during those seven days. You're nourishing your body. And then you do two enemas, one in the morning, one in the evening, one normal enema, one coffee enema, because you have to get things going as you're releasing them because you can experience blockages. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the mucoid plaque protocol. Then after the mucoid plaque protocol, I recommend doing the parasite detox, which is three weeks. It's the most famous protocol in the world used by all, I'd, I'd say most naturopaths, most healthcare practitioners, they teach it in school. And it's just, that's the, that's the easiest one. You just take a couple herbs and just go a little low carb you don't have to completely eliminate all carbs or just eat, um, you know, generally healthy diet, but you take the antiparasitic herbs for three weeks. You continue with some of the enemas uh, on an as need basis. And then after that, you move into the candida detox, which is a fungus detox, which is, you could say the most challenging one because fungus is not an easy uh, parasite to to eliminate from the body. Fungus and mold happen to be the more difficult ones in a slower approach because the faster the approach, the more aggressive, the more the die off, the more violent the detox symptoms and it can become dangerous. So it's a slow, gradual process. Slow and steady wins the race, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it really depends on how infected the person is, but they do it for three, four months, sometimes even six months. And... And then the last protocol is now you repopulate the gut quickly with good bacteria because if you don't, the opportunistic ones will <laughs> take over again. Mm-hmm. It's like permaculture, right? If you, if you don't have the good plants and the good flowers in the garden, then the weeds are going to grow, right? And, and in the same manner, if you have weeds, if you have a garden full of weeds, how are you going to plant the good stuff? First, you have to remove the weeds and then you can plant the good stuff. So that's why we first remove all of the, these pathogenic overgrowths, which have grown in the absence of the natural competitors, your good bacteria, which were originally wiped out by broad spectrum antibiotics. And then we repopulate. So there's a proper order. Mm-hmm. All these four, there's a proper order. But then again, anybody can do whatever they want. I put a disclaimer. I tell them this is how we do it. But hey, Consult with your, you know, primary healthcare physician and take into consider- consideration your unique circumstances, the contraindications, et cetera, and just enjoy it. Enjoy the experience. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a great final tip too. Like just, you know, the, cause I'm sure people are like, Oh, that sounds hard and, you know, sacrifice <laughs> or whatever, but it's like, enjoy, enjoy the, the rigor of it. And it's, it's, um, 
you know, won't last forever, but you're changing the whole, your whole orientation towards your body and life and how you treat it and, and let alone your own like chemical balances and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Well, I have certainly enjoyed having you on Nabil. So thank you again. And I want to remind everyone where they can find you. Your website is so ready for You have a podcast of the same name. So ready for health. That's actually how I found you and a telegram. Mm -hmm. So ready for health. And of course your, your famously shadow band, YouTube. Um, so it's Nabil. It, like, what does it stand for the way you have it? Nabilinho. Nabilinho is yeah. Portuguese. Yay, um, got na, it. Nabilinho. So that's N A B I L I N H O. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I, I, I do some live streams every now and then, which, um, which you guys can join in and you can ask questions. I do live health Q&As every now and then. And yeah, I'd be happy to offer your listeners 15% off of any of my courses. So they just have to email me once they go to my website, be like, Hey, I listened to you on Jacqueline's podcast. And awesome. I'll be happy to give Hear that everyone go to so readyforhealth.com and contact and be on tell him you listened, you heard him here and you get 15% on his courses and, um, and on his homepage, you know, you also have the packages for helping people walk through their, their health transformation. So lots of mm -hmm. great resources for people. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Nebiel. My pleasure. See you next time. Yes. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Hey, podcast listener, I am so glad that you took this deep dive with us. If you have any suggestions of people that you would like to hear me interview, or perhaps you would like to be interviewed yourself, or any topics you'd like to hear me explore, I welcome any and all of your suggestions, you can get a hold of me through my website, JacquelineClaireArt.com forward slash contact. You can even drop a comment on my YouTube channel or send me a message on Facebook or Instagram, but my website is the best way to reach me and I would love to, you know, learn from you and get your suggestions. I do hope you check out Nabil's website, So Ready for Health, and his podcast and Telegram channel. And until next time, I wish you the best for playing your part in making this world a better place. Mm -hmm.